Welcome in, everybody. How you doing? It is a Thursday edition of Steel Man and Thune here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. I'm here at one of my favorite places, Cavens Construction. Gary and the crew out here will do a great job for you, and they do a little bit of everything. It's like calling in the closer, right? And you hear the trumpets playing and everything because they will come put out just about any situation uh, that you have and make you feel a lot better about it. What do they do here at Cavens? You know, they do uh, mold investigations, water extraction, sewage extraction. Believe me, you don't want to do that yourself. Have somebody else do it. They're the best. Structural drying, mold removal, uh, emergency structural issues such as cars, uh, you know, hitting a building or tornadoes. Uh, 12-yard dumpster rentals, they have those as well. They really do a little bit of everything. And when you get in a jam, when you get in a mess, whether you have a, you know, your roof has an issue, hail damage, whatever, you have mold in your house, you have a uh, busted pipe, you have uh, even crime scene cleanup, the folks here at Cavens will do a great job for you. Here in Norman and Oklahoma City, it's 405-573-3048. In Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Online at CavensConstruction.com. They're on Instagram. They're on Twitter. They're on Facebook, and they're everywhere, helping people around this area get out of a jam. And when uh, you know, if you have uh, water that floods your house, you're thinking, "What am I going to do? Man, this is a total disaster. Can we save this situation?" Cavens is the place to call. And again, here in the Norman, Oklahoma City metro area. 405-573-3048, or in uh, Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Parker, how are we doing today? I am fantastic, Steely. Give my warmest regards to Duke the dog while you're out there. You know, Duke uh, Duke made an early exit today. I said, Where, where's Duke? And uh, Duke went home. Duke went home early today. Really? I don't know. Yeah, but uh, Duke is usually out here. But uh, hopefully next time we're out here, Duke will be here as well. He's kind of the uh, the Cavens mascot out here, and people love Duke, the Wonder Dog. Uh, so we had a situation at the OU football facility today, workouts and everything going on. We're not mentioning any name because, well, that's kind of, you know, a family and what's going to happen and all of that stuff. All we know is that player is fine. If you guys have been on social media, you know the name. And uh, but, you know, sometimes don't feel real comfortable mentioning that name this early in the process. The bottom line is this. That player uh, is fine. And it looks like that situation, again, could have been worse, but it's not. And the good news is uh, that player was checked and uh, everything appears to be fine at this juncture yeah that's correct steely obviously a scary situation this morning when it first happened but fortunately the medical staff at oklahoma purportedly did a fantastic job addressing the situation in the moment the player was hospitalized from everything i've been told he is stable responsive Uh, everything is okay as far as we know uh, as far as that player is concerned and their their medical status right now, it all appears to be under control, and there won't be any long-term concerns. At least it doesn't appear that way for the moment. So bad news initially, but all things considered, uh, about the best news you could have hoped for given the circumstances there. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. So uh, we will uh, be getting to you guys and your text and you ladies out there throughout the program today. No guests. We will have Gary drop by. Gary Cavins will join us here in a little bit. That will be about 135. In between, all of your texts are welcome. 405-651-3439. That is 405-651-3439. Was that not painful to watch last night? Bedlam round three. It was like, oh, my, this may be the worst offensive basketball game I've seen in a long time. It was bad. It was really bad. Steely. Miserable. Miserable. No part of me wanted to continue watching that game after the six, seven-minute mark of the second half because it was just glaringly obvious that things were not getting any better, and it was a slow bleed towards the Sooners' eventual demise and the conclusion of what has been a very disappointing season for OU basketball. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, you mentioned miserable, so I'm going to cut the word down to misery. Do you think that James Kahn would have been uh, in more misery watching Bedlam Round 3 or the hobbling that she took from Kathy Bates or he took from Kathy Bates in the movie Misery? You you probably didn't see that movie, I have Parker, not seen but... the movie Misery, so I don't have sufficient context well, to give you an answer on that. Basically, she hit him uh, in the ankles with a hammer, basically, as he was bedridden. Uh, so he wouldn't go anywhere. But I would think that James Kahn might have preferred that over what he saw last night offensively, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. 57 to 49. It's almost like Mr. Iba was back, you know, coaching that game. Sooners shot 25% from the field, 26% from three. They lose for the third time to their Bedlam rivals. 57 to 49 was the final. Tanner Groves, the only Oklahoma player in double figures with 13. Grant Sherfield had eight. He was two of 14 and one of seven from three point range. And the Cowboys move on. They will play Texas tonight, six o'clock on ESPN2. The Sooners, please don't go. Please don't go to the NIT. We'll have a musical tribute to OU not going to the NIT here in a minute. But first, Porter Moser in the post game in Kansas City last night. Ask, I thought, a great question by Eli Letterman, who said, can you tell us where the Oklahoma basketball program has gotten better this year? And here's what Porter had to say. I felt we, we expected to win every game. I don't think I, don't think I even as daunting as it, our schedule was, it was like, all right, we just got played Texas, now we got to play Kansas. I mean, as daunting as the schedule was, I thought, I thought they believed they could win every game. I thought, I thought they could believe ever, they could win, and we competed with some of the best teams in the country in some of the best venues in the country, uh, Kansas, Texas, and we were, you know, right. But we fell short. So I thought we took steps, and I just – I really feel like behind the scenes, every – the prep, they believed. we, we got to get better. we got to get better. starts with me. starts with the, the development. starts with recruiting um, in a lot of areas. But we got to get better. But I thought um, there were there – were, it's, it's, I was talking to two of the two TV analysts about it, saying, you know, we got, I think, five ranked wins or six, and we, and we finished tied for last. Um, and so there were moments, but we got we to be more consistent to get over those humps um, with some of the best teams in the country, and we will. There you go. That's Porter Moser, and that is our Ortho Central clip of the day today uh, as the Sooners lose 57-49 to again last night. Uh, Ortho Central with clinics in Norman, Midwest City, and now a brand-new Tri-City location serving Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. These full-service clinics do a great job treating uh, orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. So 
I don't want to see any more of this team. Parker, do you? Do you want to see any more basketball from this team? No, that was a mercy killing last night, Steely. Nobody, we don't need it, right? Nobody wanted to see any more of this basketball team after, again, probably halfway through the second half last night. Everybody was kind of on the same page. We're done with this. There doesn't need to be any more OU basketball in the year of our Lord 2023. We can move on. Can we play the um, real quick musical tribute, Baby Please Don't Go? Baby Please Don't Go to the NIT. To the NIT. How about my vocal there? Pretty good, huh? Not bad? I don't know if it – what was the song you sang a cappella yesterday? I can't even remember now. Uh, was it the Scorpions? I can't remember. No, it wasn't the Scorpions. Yeah, well, yeah, it was what towards was the very it? end of the show. Somebody will let us know. My old man memory doesn't store stuff from the past 24 hours. That that storage bin is completely empty right now. But come on, let's hear that one more time because I thought my vocal was pretty good. We don't want the Sooners going to the NIT, so let's do it one more time. Encore! To the NIT. That's the kind of serious work I do for you every morning right there. That's the kind of serious stuff that I'm involved in. Besides, when I'm not eating the Oreo double stuffed cookies and drinking energy drinks, um, that's the kind of work that I do. Very impressive. Thank you. Very impressive little scat there. <laughs> Don't go to the NIT. They're I not going to go to the NIT, Steely. There's never been a team with a losing record in the NIT field. But OU's remi- not going to yes. be the first. Now, that's not a stipulation anymore, but there still hasn't been. You're right. They still haven't selected one. And, you know, there, I heard a few people, not many. I think it's a very small, really small minority. Well, there's no such thing as a small minority. I think it's a small faction of fans. Well, this team needs to play a little more basketball and get to get. No, they don't. They do not. And you don't want to be on national TV in an NIT game. That's the one time you don't want to be on national TV, in my opinion. And what happened last year? They went to the NIT, right? Got beat by – it was St. Bonaventure, wasn't it, last year? It was St. Bonaventure. Was Yeah, yeah, St. Bonaventure. And St. Bonaventure didn't have Bob Lemire on that team. No, so, they did not. You know, so I, I just – just end it. That's it. We pulled the plug, start over next season. And uh, next year is a big, really big year for Porter Moser. And everybody likes Porter Moser. And everybody wants to see Porter Moser succeed. But, man, they gotta they got to get some wins next year. And you already lost, you know, the two guys at the podium last night with Porter, um, you know, Tanner Groves and uh, Grant Sherfield. And that's not like losing, you know, Buddy Heald and Wayman Tisdale, clearly. But you've got to, uh, man, you got to hit that portal hard, like really hard. So, Wow, how about this fact from the Air Comfort Solutions text line? The last time OU had a losing record in both football and basketball was 57 years ago, 1966. Steely was only 29 years old then. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah, you know, it's weird because I was thinking about things today like that, and that's right. The football team, I think, was 3-7 and seven that year, 
and the basketball team had a losing record. So we're going back 57 years. And it's just like with Jim Beheim's not going to be back at Syracuse. Jim Beheim was coaching at Syracuse when I was in junior high school. And he was at Syracuse because he was the backcourt teammate of Dave Bing. Some of you hardcore old-school basketball fans will remember that name, Dave Bing. He used to play for the Pistons back in the day. And, uh, you know, made all-NBA teams, played in all-star games a few times. He was a really good player. And Jim Beheim played with him at Syracuse. And they were playing at Syracuse when JFK was still president. And Jim Beheim is a jerk, too. Won that national championship in 2003. He just seems like kind of a miserable human, you know, in his dealings with the media. And I know some people out there, some coaches don't like dealing with the media. That's fine. But uh, and on that run, the Mellow team in, what, 2003, they beat the Sooners, they beat the Cowboys, and they beat Texas. And they beat KU. So they uh, that was a big-time year. Carmelo was a true freshman on that team at Syracuse. All right, we're here at Cabins on a Thursday. It's kind of mucky, miserable, overcast. Yeah, got a little drizzle out there in the Norman, uh, Oklahoma City area at least. But we're here where it's always bright and sunshiny inside at Cabins Construction. Also want to thank our opening hour sponsor, Last Year Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. That's 405-579-3113. They'll do great work for you. Heating and air needs, they got you taken care of at Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Running back news on the recruiting front. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that when we get back with our man Parker Thune. Stay with us right here on the home of Sooner fans, the ref. We are back. Mike Steely with you here at Cabins Construction. Good to have you with us. Parker back in the... uh, Buffalo Wild Wing Studios at the Ref. Good to have you along on this Thursday. All right, recruiting news. Big uh, decommitment. Yeah, this that is you the guys uh, saw. this is the Demarco Murray theme right here, Steely. I, I figured, yeah, I figured, yeah. All right, so uh, the kid is what? It's Tavani Mizell, right? Mizell from De- Tavani Mizell, who is ranked, I believe, is the number fifteen. Uh, running back in America, and was committed to a pretty good program. Georgia announced that he was decommitting, and guess where he recently visited? OU? So tell me about this kid, and tell me, does that mean that uh, he'll eventually be committed to Oklahoma, or the Sooners are just in the ballpark now? Uh, Yeah, this kid's good, Steely. This kid's really, really good. Originally from the state of Florida, Moved up to the D.C. area, transferred schools this past offseason, so spent his junior year at DeMatha Catholic out in Hyattsville, Maryland, but originally hails from Florida. Uh, This kid's got speed, a lot of it, and he's well-built, too. Six feet tall in the neighborhood of 200 pounds, so already a guy that is a plug-and-play option at the next level as a complete running back, at least from a physical perspective, and... He's got the speed. He's got the elusiveness. One of my favorite backs, maybe my absolute favorite back in this entire recruiting cycle. That's not to say he's the best running back in this recruiting cycle, but I think he's my favorite man. And now the big question is, okay, who is DeMarco Murray going to take? Because dudes are beating down the door to come play for him at the University of Oklahoma. And this is something that we've talked about in recent weeks. 
But this conversation becomes all the more significant now that Tavani Mizell is back on the open market. Here's how good Tavani Mizell is, Steely. He's good enough that DeMarco Murray led for James Peoples, Stacey Gage, Jeremy Payne, Caden Durham, Xavier Robinson, and Jarrett Gibson, whom he hasn't even offered yet. He's very much in play for Anthony Carey and uh, Taylor Tatum. And yet he still continued to press for Tavani Mizell even while he was committed to the two-time defending national champion Georgia Bulldogs. So this is a guy that DeMarco Murray has made feel like a priority. I'm going to – let me put this – let me reduce this down to the simplest terms. Steely. Tavani Mizell wants in at Oklahoma. If somehow he does not end up in the Sooners class, it's going to be because DeMarco Murray said no. It's not going to be because Mizell – suddenly fell in love with another program. No, with how everything has gone down chronologically here and all of what I've heard behind the scenes, especially over the last 24 hours or so, it is abundantly evident that Tavani Mizell wants to be a Sooner. The question becomes, if you are DeMarco Murray, do you take a commitment from Tavani Mizell or do you wait and see how things play out with your other targets at the position? Because... You pretty much have to take Xavier Robinson and Caden Durham. Xavier Robinson being a Carl Albert guy, in-state kid, you have to make room for a kid like that. It's similar for Caden Durham, even though he isn't technically an in-state kid by definition. He grew up in Moore. Both his parents went to the University of Oklahoma, moved, moved down to the state of Texas in ninth grade. So he is an Oklahoma kid, born and bred, Where's number 29 because of DeMarco Murray? So that's a kid where if he wants in at Oklahoma, you pretty much have to take that kid, too, for the sake of relationships. And Caden Durham's really good in his own right. But if we're looking at three spots in the 2024 class at running back, and I think there would be three if one was Xavier Robinson, who's more of a fullback, H-back type of guy at the next level anyway, you throw him in and you got Caden Durham occupying one of your traditional running back spots, well, you take Mizell – you're probably going to have to cool things down with guys like James Peoples and Anthony Carey. Is DeMarco Murray going to be willing to do that in the month of March? That now becomes the question. So on the one hand, DeMarco's got the easiest job imaginable. From another perspective, though, it gets very, very difficult right about now for the Sooners running backs coach. Well, and, and you mentioned that uh, you threw James Peoples' name out there, and he's the kid from San Antonio, right? And he's ranked like six or seven in the country, so he's ranked ahead of uh, Mizell. And I, Taylor Tatum was like three or four, right, in uh-huh. terms of those guys were both top ten recruits. And, again, uh, Mizell is 15, so it would be a great get for Oklahoma, and everybody likes this kid. But you said three spots, and uh, maybe in reality, based on where the Sooners are right now, maybe there's really one that's open, would you say, the way things might go with Stacey Gage and Caden Durham? Yeah, and Brent from Jenks pointed out on the text line, Stacey Gage has been flirting lately, too. I have no doubt if DeMarco Murray wanted to take five running backs in this cycle, he'd be able to take five running backs in this cycle. The Sooners don't have the numbers to make that happen, but... When I tell you everybody wants to come play for DeMarco right now, I mean that. Everybody wants to come play for DeMarco. So, tough decisions ahead for DeMarco and the rest of the Sooner staff. And I've mentioned it before, there is a blue-chip running back. I'm not going to say who, but there is a blue-chip running back that in recent months 
has tried to commit repeatedly to the University of Oklahoma, and DeMarco has repeatedly turned him down and said, no, we're not going to take you, at least not yet. We want to see how things develop with some of our other targets. So that just gives you some tangible insight as to the type of hand that DeMarco Murray holds right now in the class of 2024. He's got all the power. All right, so that's some news uh, that I'm sure all of you saw. If you're a recruiting fanatic, you saw that uh, tweet last night from Mazel. And uh, once again, I, I saw your tweet immediately. You know, DeMarco Murray's getting his way again. So, yeah. Remember there were some questions about uh, DeMarco. Can DeMarco recruit? And I think he's to answer those questions emphatically, yes. So, Devani Mizell, again, ranked as the 15th running back in the country. Didn't Texas – Texas has the commitment from uh, the Gibson kid, Jared Gibson, who's they, no, regarded number one? they don't have the one? commitment yet. They're regarded as the favorite right now. And he's at uh, he's at IMG. That's correct. And a guy that has been, I, I I remember probably a year ago, February March, having a conversation with Jared Gibson where he's like, "Look, I want to play for Demarco Murray. I want that OU offer so bad." It still hasn't come. It still hasn't come. Which goes to show you, Demarco Murray knows what he wants. He knows who he wants, and Jared Gibson isn't high on his pecking order right now. Which is interesting because, again, in the 247 last rankings I saw, he was ranked as the number one running back in the class. So we'll see what's going to happen. But uh, that's a good situation uh, for Oklahoma. They're going to get uh, a trio of running backs, and they it looks like they'll get a trio of perhaps, uh, you know, three top 15 kids. And who knows how those rankings are going to eventually pan out. You might have uh, Caden Durham and Stacey Gage jumping up. You know, by the end of the cycle, we just don't know. But it's going to be very interesting, and that was some big uh, news, I know, that raised a lot of eyebrows among Sooner fans when that happened last night. All right, I'm here at Cavens Construction. Hey, I want to shout out a listener today. Speaking of the state of Florida, this is a guy who's a really good streamer that I've met through Twitch, and he was going to listen to the radio show today. So I want to say hello to my friend SB1987, big-time successful streamer on Twitch, really good guy. I uh, wanted the link to the show today, so I want to shout him out and uh, say thanks for listening today. All right, the Air Comfort Solutions text line is available to you, 405-651-3439. Parker, this is a very tempting place for me. As I look out to the – I'm in the conference room, but I can look out to the general office area. I see a gigantic box of Cheez-Its. I see a gigantic box of Chex Mix, Baby Ruth's. Twixes, peanut butter crackers, there everything is here. It's it's kind of like it's a snack factory and the most highly regarded and respected construction cleanup group, Cavens Construction, in the state. So this is very tempting. I've already had one snack. I think I'll get another during the break. You know me, I can't control myself. That's how I roll. All right, here. At Cavens Construction, Gary will join us here in about an hour. Let's get to your text when we get back. 405-651-3439. That is the Air Comfort Solutions text line available to you right now. Don't forget, Buffalo Wild Wings and more right off I-35 Monday. Coming up on Monday, our 68-team giveaway. Be there. We'll be right back. 
Okay, we're back here at Cabins on a Thursday edition of Steel Man and Thune, right here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network, Riverwind Casino, another great, great, great place. 2,800 electronic games and still counting. They have a fabulous poker room. All your favorite table games are out there. They also have an amazing gift shop out there. I bought Travis Matthew golf caps and golf apparel out there in their gift shop. Uh, you want to find cigar while they're out, you, out there playing, they have those for you. They've got a little bit of everything, everything from snacks to, uh, you know, golf apparel and a lot of cool stuff there in the Riverwind gift shop. And they have a big-time promotion happening uh, right now, the 20K Countdown to Concerts promotion. Right now through March 18th, you can earn one entry for every five points on your wild card Then be out at Riverwind on Saturday, March 18th. The preliminary drawings are at 7 p.m., and they will run until 11.30 p.m. They'll award $20,000 in cash and bonus play during the preliminary drawings. And then just before midnight, one grand prize winner, one lucky patron, is going to be selected to win a pair of Taylor Swift concert tickets for her show at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, on April 1st. Plus, you'll also win $1,000 in cash. Heck of a deal. Don't forget Beats and Bites is coming back. Summer Outdoor Concert Series presented by Riverwind and Coop Ale Works. May 27th, we'll start it off with 38 Special and Blue Oyster Cult. June 10th, great trio bands on the Beats and Bites stage. Gin Blossoms, Tonic, and Soul Asylum. And then in July, July 8th, Mark Chestnut, Shenandoah, Tracy Bird, and then we uh, wrap it all up with the Gary Allen Show on August 26th. Tickets are available at Riverwind.com. They're only 5 bucks a piece. Food trucks everywhere, games for the kids. It's a great time outdoors, listening to some great music. Get ready for Beats and Bites 2023 at Riverwind Casino. Parker, I had a question about Peyton Bowen uh, that came in via text message. How long do you think... It will be, you guys, before the safety firm of Bowman and Bowen is out there playing pretty much every single snap. Well, mm. before we answer that, let's do this. Let's hear what Peyton Bowen had to say uh, recently about coming to Oklahoma and being a big believer in Brent's plan. Just like the culture, I mean, and Venable's defense, just like like I heard multiple times, history repeats itself. Like. For many, many years, Venables had the number one defense in in college football. And so, like, I knew that he didn't have his squad. Like, he didn't have his class, really. Like, Lincoln took half the people to, with them. And so, like, he was kind of – he was, like, building from the ground up, which he got a lot of – he got a lot of stuff for, for going six and seven. But, I mean, with the class he brought in this year for defense, I think we'll have a really – and, like, we have so much veteran leadership coming back that – we can definitely do something. There you go. So, uh, Parker, what do you think? How long before Bowman and uh, Bowen are out there and uh, playing together and taking the majority of the snaps? As Ron asked the question, he also put in, Brent said, you know, at media day that he's well ahead of the game uh, in terms of football IQ. Yeah. So what do you think? Look, here's, here's my question. Does Billy Bowman play a fourth season at the University of Oklahoma? Because – there's a real good chance that guy is going to have high enough draft stock after the junior season that he's poised to put up in 2023 that he may be three years and done at the University of Oklahoma. He may be he, he may be capable of doing that. Now, if Billy Bowman is around in 2024, I think the safety room is probably 
him and Peyton, those are probably the two guys at the top of the food chain at that position. I feel that Robert Spears Jennings is probably the third guy in the mix that would find a way to see the field on a relatively regular capacity, regardless of who starts, regardless of what the rotation looks like there, regardless of who ultimately earns the nod with the first team. I think you'll see a lot of Billy Bowman, a lot of Peyton Bowen, and a lot of Robert Spears Jennings under those circumstances. But obviously Bowman is one of your starting safeties in 2023. That is no secret. Obviously, Bowen is a guy the coaching staff is high on early in the process, but he's still a true freshman. And so I, I'm i a little bit uncertain as to how immediately he cracks the rotation just because you do have Key Lawrence in the mix. You do have Reggie Pearson in the mix in addition to Robert Spears Jennings. Um, am I forgetting anybody at that safety position? I... I mean, there's Jamari and Burt mm, as well. Yeah. That's, I mean, he's in the room. Key too. Lawrence has played there some, right? Yeah, Key Lawrence Key Lawrence yeah. is going to play safety. And early returns on him in the spring have been good. Now, we'll see if that holds once they put the pads on. But Peyton Bowen's time, to me, doesn't come in its fullness until 2024. You'll see him on the field this fall. And he'll play snaps much like Billy Bowman did as a true freshman. But... I don't know if barring injury there is a feasible avenue for him to start because Desan McCullough is going to start at Cheetah. Billy Bowman's going to start at one safety. Basically, if Peyton Bowen is going to work his way into the lineup as a freshman, he's going to have to beat out Key Lawrence, Robert Spears Jennings, and Reggie Pearson for a safety spot. And I just don't see that happening even with as good of a football player as Peyton Bowen is. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, none of those guys were five stars. Peyton Bowen is a five star, but uh, Reggie Pearson's been there, done that. These guys have played a lot, but you would expect that Peyton Bowen is going to play his fair share as a freshman, right? Would you think is that a red shirt possibility, or would you think that Peyton Bowen will play enough that you know he's going to get his freshman year in next fall? Yeah, he's he's not going to red shirt. I wouldn't there's, think so. There's not a chance Peyton Bowen Regers. There are some they guys need, in this freshman class. And what about the return game, too? I mean, the guy's a tremendous return guy. And that's that, to me, is where Peyton Bowen could have a real impact. If he's not a regular part of the safety rotation, and look, you, you rewind to the 2022 season. Robert Spears Jennings was certainly good enough that he could have played more than he did at safety, but the coaching staff was willing to take it slow with him. If they do the same thing with Peyton Bowen, the guy's a freakish enough athlete that you're going to want to find some way to deploy him to try to affect your football team's bottom line, even even if that isn't at safety, spelling guys like Bowman and Reggie Pearson. So the return game, I can certainly foresee Peyton Bowen having a significant role as far as that's concerned because he is dynamic with the ball in his hands, and that's not something that you see often with safeties. Generally, safeties are not the types that are uh, – explosive kick and punt returners but I think with Marvin Mims now out of the picture he was the guy that you could count on as your punt returner uh, for the last three years he was one of the best in the country at fielding punts knowing when to fair catch knowing when he had space to make something happen Peyton Bowen returned both kicks and punts in high school and did so at a very very high level and so there is a world in which Bowen is one of your primary return guys in with both the kick return unit and the punt return unit as a freshman. 
Yeah, he, he looks like he has a chance to be a superstar in that area, no doubt about it. So uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, the good thing is uh, they have some options back there. And, and Reggie Pearson Jr., we played some audio with him yesterday, and I think obviously um, he's the guy who laid the hit on uh, Dylan Gabriel there in Lubbock late last season, and he's uh, played a lot of football, and he's been there and done that. And that's what I like about these portal defensive guys is uh, a lot of these guys, and you expect to get these guys out of the portal, but they've been there and done that, and they've made plays, uh, you know, where they they played whatever conference they were in, whether it was, uh, you know, uh, Trace Ford here in the Big 12 or Jacob Lacey with Notre Dame or Rondell Bothroyd in the ACC, Desan McCullough uh, in the Big 10. Uh, those guys have made plays where they've been. All right, 405-651-3439. That's the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I'm here at Cavens Construction, a great, great, great place. They will do amazing work for you. They're ready to help with water floods, sewer floods, fires, mold testing, mold remediation, emergency tarping, emergency uh, bearing, all of that stuff. They have 12-yard uh, dumpster rentals. They'll do mold investigations, water extraction, sewage extraction, structural drying, mold removal. They'll do a little bit of everything. They've got it all going on. My man Chris Smith is also telling me, don't forget about the roofing. He is Mr. Roofing here at Cayman. Storm damage, emergency response, board ups, tarping, they do everything. They they really they are kind of like a jack-of-all-trades here at Cavens. And the problem with some places who try and be that is maybe they have one area where they're really good and then they're eh, not so much in the other areas. Gary trains all of his employees to go out and be the experts in all of these fields. So they're going to get it done for you. Five stars everywhere on their roster. Nothing but five stars. Oh, man. Wow, this takes me back. Freebird! Yes, let's do it. End of the break. Stay with us right here on The Ref. We are back, man, spinning some classics uh, in and out of the breaks. You go from Freebird to Whole Lot of Love. I mean, that's right there in my wheelhouse. That's me cruising around the high school parking lot right there, Parker Thune. Can you see me rolling through? I can visualize it. Yeah. Windows rolled down. Nobody, everybody looking at me. Who's this dork? That's kind of how it went. The greatest rock and roll band of all time right there. All right. We are back. I was talking about all the things that uh, Cavens does, and uh, they are the jack of all trades they do, but they do everything so well. Everything that they – they don't just think, you know what, we need to get into this too. They only do that if they get the proper training and get the proper people in the lineup. Gary's like the head coach, all right, and he's got five stars everywhere that perform at the very highest level, whatever they do. But he talked about they will help you with water floods, sewer floods, fires, mold testing, mold remediation, emergency tarping. Now, the sewer flood is going to be the the worst possible flood, I would think. I mean, we've had, what was the historic flood? Was it the Jonestown, James? What was the flood that way back when it was really bad? But a sewer flood is, you don't want to be swept away in a sewer flood, right? It's hard to imagine a more dire set of circumstances than that. Yes. Non-fatal circumstances, that is. 
Well, it's like that. What was the uh, movie that Ben Stiller was in, where he was out on the first date, and then he had like got uh, had a stomach issue and had to go in the bathroom, and then did the flush, and the flush uh, it didn't flush. The water was rising. You know how terrifying that can be. Imagine being swept away in a sewer flood. You won't be if you call Cabin's Construction, though. They will save you. That's what they'll do. All right, uh, 405-651-3439. So, OU basketball last night, 57-49. Here's what we're saying musically about the NIT. One more time. Don't do it. Don't do it. To the NIT. Don't go. Very nice. Don't go to the NIT. All right. uh, So, again, uh, what's next for uh, the women's basketball team? They will find out who they play. Uh, Kansas and TCU play tonight. And the winner of that matchup will play Oklahoma, Jenny Baranchek and company. At 5 o'clock tomorrow in Kansas City, we'll see what's up with Maddie Williams. Uh, she at least is on the trip. But, again, the Sooner women will not play until tomorrow at 5 in Kansas City. Uh, Sooner baseball back in action uh, this weekend with a series, a three-game set at Houston, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. OU women's softball playing in the Bulldog Invitational in Starkville, Mississippi. What a horrendous place that is. Uh, Friday. Tomorrow against uh, Southeast Louisiana at 12:30, and uh, then against Mississippi State at 6 p.m. on Friday. Saturday they'll play Mississippi State again in a single game at 3 o'clock, and then Sunday against Omaha at 10:30 a.m. in the Bulldog Invitational. I would say the OU softball team answered the loss that they had to Baylor, and uh, you know what? We're still better than you fashion because since then they have outscored the opposition 89 to five. 89 to 5. So um, we'll hear a little bit from Jen Roach, uh, the uh, pitching coach, on uh, the early returns from the staff, which has been very good. Nicole May, Jordy Ball, Alex Storacco, and uh, Kirsten Deal, the freshman from North Carolina. Alex Storacco, the Michigan uh, uh, portal arrivee this year, of course, through that no hitter against Kentucky. She's been uh, fabulous for Oklahoma. Okay, uh, 405-651-3439. By the way, that's our Sooner Updates, brought to you by our friends at Wade Electric. Do you want to get a couple texts in? Let's see what the folks are saying on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, Why don't we want to go to the NIT, asks one listener. Well, Steely, how do we say this gently and in fairness? None of us want to watch any more OU basketball this year. Yes, and the NIT sucks. I mean, let's just be honest about it. I mean, the NIT used to have a big tradition. It was just as big as winning the NCAA. In fact, maybe a long, long time ago, uh, the NIT might have been a little bit more prestigious. I'm talking way back. But, um, you know, I, I just, it's the NIT. And like I said, if there is a bad place to be on national television, when ESPN's trying to fill those days up when the NCAA tournament's not playing and you're on national television in an IT game, I don't think that looks very good. 
particularly if you're playing at the Lloyd Noble Center and you have like 10 people there, it's going to look even worse. So I don't know. I say pull the plug. If uh, if you get the NIT invite, Porter, you know, said I'm competitive. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? He likes competing, but I don't know. I'm just done. I, I I think everybody just needs to pack it in and head for the off. Somebody earlier in the show on the text line said, "Forget the NIT, forget the postseason, just have them start running suicides immediately." <laughs> oh man. Which yeah, we you, all we all shoot, ran those back in the day. You shoot and you rebound like Oklahoma did, or rather did not, yesterday evening. Yeah, I I don't want to watch I don't want to watch another forty minutes of that type of basketball. If there's a really ugly painting in a museum, I'm not sure why there would be an ugly painting in a museum. Would you want to go back and keep looking at it? No, you wouldn't. And uh, look, I know they play they play hard, but they're just not. It's Watching them play offense is, I mean, it's like you need to be Malcolm McDowell and Clockwork Orange where they pried his eyes open because you you want to just turn away, man. You, that's the only way you can watch OU's offense sometimes. And last night was one of those times. Yeah, Google up Malcolm McDowell, eyes, Clockwork Orange. If you don't get the reference, you'll get it immediately. All right? And it's Stanley Kubrick, by the way, and he was a genius. Okay. Out of here for hour number one. Thank you, Tim Lasher and Lasher Home Comfort Systems. We have another hour to go here at Cavens. Gary will join us for a few minutes. More of your texts on the way. A lot more Sooner football to talk about. Keep it right here on The Ref. Mike Steely with you here at Cavens Construction. Parker back in the Buffalo Wild Wings studio. Remember, uh, speaking of Buffalo Wild Wings, on Monday, next Monday, be out there for the 68-team giveaway. Buffalo Wild Wings location, just off I-35 in Moore, right there on the service road. Going to have a great time out there meeting uh, all the members of the Ref Army again. And some new members, I'm sure, some new recruits. So come on out and join us next Monday again at Buffalo Wild Wings for our 68-team giveaway. This hour presented by our friends at the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. Exit 72 there in Paul's Valley for a great deal on a car, truck, SUV, or a pre-owned vehicle. They've got a tremendous selection and the best guarantee in the business. Seth's, Seth's personal, man, let me try that again, Three, two, one. Seth's personal guarantee, man, very difficult today. Seth Wadley. I apologize, but I love your guarantee. Oil changes, engines for life on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you at the Seth Wadley Auto Group. I wasn't able to announce it. I think I need some more water or something. Something like that. There's Gary. Gary, you want to come on now or you want to wait? It's up to you. Let's bring Gary on for a minute. Gary Cavins here. The man, as I've said, he's like a coach who has a bunch of five-star recruits. No three or four stars. Do we consider Chris Smith a five-star recruit, or is he like a three who's grown into a five-star? He's a he's a five-star. He he was ready to go when he got here. He was so. ready to go. Okay. Well, I remember Chris as like a three-star at Norman High, but if he's a five-star now, I believe you. I believe you. Hey, anybody that can climb a roof in cowboy boots, 
when it's raining. That's impressive. That's he was a, a pretty good athlete. Chris was a pretty good athlete back in the day. Okay, uh, so we're entering this period where, you know, it's going to be 75 degrees one day and then 50 degrees. It's kind of a variance in the weather. Uh, you know, the Bradford pears have already bloomed. That means we've got wind and hail still coming. We're probably going to have more freezing temperatures, at least for a couple of days. What are you guys specializing in right now? What are you doing the most out there uh, in terms of jobs? Um, we've got a lot of uh, emergency tarping for roofing and stuff, but then we have some tornado damage that we're dealing with. Uh, um, the uh, city of Norman's uh, police academy was hit by a tornado, so we've been dealing with getting them back operational so that they can continue to have uh, training training classes down there and everything. So we've uh, got a roof on and got them secure and watertight, and we're hanging sheetrock today down there, getting them back open so they can continue to work with the recruits around the state, not only their own police officers, and get that all opened back up and going. You know, uh, obviously the the east side got got hit over there, and uh, you guys are like, I'm sure with your reputation and as much advertising as you do, that you get probably if not all the calls the vast majority of these calls when people need help in situations like that we do we get do we get a lot of calls and you know we're always here to help we had some water losses uh this week and we've uh, had some emergency tarping and um, then we're like i said we're working on uh, some buildings that were devastated by the tornadoes getting them back and operational um, but you know we're we, you know that's what we train for every day and every way we have morning meetings every day just going over that and then we work on additional training every day uh, every morning and developing our people to deal with these situations and take care of the customers and make sure there's the best outcome for the customers I don't think there are a lot of other uh, companies out there in the area or the state or even in this region that can do as much as you guys do now there are a few I think who probably try but it the experience I think most people have with them is they can do one thing pretty well, and then everything else is kind of like, eh, I don't know. You know, it's like they're major league maybe in one area, and everything else is rookie ball. That's right. That's you know? right. And that's because you train your people to do all this stuff, and it's not just go take one class. It's do know the latest technology, stay up to date on everything. That's right. I signed up for a new class this morning that I'm going to be taking at the beginning of next month on the environmental stuff we do. You know, a perfect way to explain it is, you know, you have a water flood, water loss, pipe break, whatever it was, sewage backup. We come in, we can, our plumbers can fix the issue. Our remediation techs can get all of it out of there, get it cleaned up, get it dried out, get it taken care of. And then our construction teams can come in and do the build back. So one stop does it all. And you don't have to worry about multiple contractors. You don't have to worry about multiple contractors working with the insurance company. Um, And, you know, that's a peace of mind in itself, just having to deal with one point of contact and move forward because there's nothing like being in a meeting with, like, three different people with three different opinions and three different things going on. Um, You know, one point of contact is is awesome when you have an emergency situation. And we can provide that for you, and we can get you through it and get you to the finish line. Yeah, and, and that's what I think people like about having cabins uh, in their corner in a situation like that is because you, you're already freaking out about what's happened. The last thing you want to do is make 75 phone calls to people when you guys can do all of that, basically, and take care of everything and take as much stress off uh, the person or the family, you know, Hoover's dealing with the mess. You guys are kind of – it's kind of like a politician's, you know, 
right-hand, well, I don't want to say politicians, politics <laughs> are evil, but you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like just having somebody in your corner that can do everything for you. Hey, go take care of what you need to. We've got this for you. It's kind of what you guys do. 100%. I've got uh, structural engineers on standby when it's like a car hits a building or something like that. Um, we have all we have everything laid out to respond quickly and respond properly, whether it's a water issue, a sewer backup, uh, causing issues, a structural a car hit a building or a building's got some structural issues starting to fall down, um, mold remediation, mold testing, emergency board up, uh, emergency tarping, uh, you name it. When it comes to emergency construction, there's one name and it's Cavens. No doubt about it. All right. So people want to know, though, where is Duke the Wonder Dog today? Oh, no. Doke went home early because Jessica Cavens had a doctor's appointment this afternoon and we should have left him. Darn it. Well, I'm sure Duke wanted to be with his mom, though, right? I mean, that's what... Well, he's at home because she's at the appointment. Oh, well, it's, it's kind of like my dogs really like me, but whenever Shay comes and sits down, guess who they flock to? Oh, yeah. All of, of course. them. You know. Of course. So they like, hey, Dad, we appreciate you, but hey, Mom, just sat down, so we'll, we'll, we'll catch you later, all right? <laughs> that's how it goes. Hey, Gary, we appreciate... Is there anything you want to tell people? Is there anything maybe out there you guys are knowing are, are known for being the best in the business here and all your awards and you know everybody in the community loves you and i know david goodspeed said you guys are one of their biggest donors to the united way campaign you know and that you guys give back to the community uh which not not every business does all the time and you guys are big about that too you want to keep you know, and everybody wants to have a good name in the community, but you also can do that by pledging back some of your money to the community, and you guys really do that. We do. You know, there's a bulletin board in here, and all those both, all those are thank you cards from people that we've contributed to in our community and given back to our community. And, I mean, it's full of thank you cards, and we've got letters up there of thank you to of, of many things that we've sponsored in the community. We are big on giving back. Me and Jessica Cavins have always been that way. Um, you know, it's important to us to give back to the community that gives us an opportunity to serve them. Uh, we're here to serve the community um, in their time of need, and, you know, we're ready to help with floods, sewer sewer backups, fires, mold, um, mold remediation, emergency tarping, emergency board up, um, you know, any kind of emergency construction you need. Uh, you know, several years, years back, a, a car hit Sooner Bowling, hit a structural beam. We had to get it secured up and get that all rebuilt and everything. We did a great job out there for Mandy Hawes. I mean, I, she would tell you the story about it. And, you know, when we got on scene, she was they were all worried and everything, trying to figure it all out. We came in, we helped them figure it out. We helped them get to the finish line, and we took them to the finish line. And, um, you know, we uh, also had the same thing on Main Street several years back. Uh, another contractor had underdug a footing and dropped the side of uh, one of uh, the buildings on Main Street, which was a major deal. And we we got it secured over, worked overnight, got it secured uh, structurally, and then we brought in uh, engineers and architects, and we worked on it, and we got that building built back uh, like it was before it all happened so i mean we are when it comes to emergency construction we really are the only name we've got the experience we've got the know-how um you know i've built schools i've built police stations i've built big stuff i know how it goes together worked on 120 year old buildings 140 year old buildings and i've worked on new you know brand new buildings so i i have the knowledge and my team i pass it on to them and i train them and develop them to be able to step in and help when when the time arrives 
Well, you guys have a great reputation. There's no doubt of that, about that. Gary Cavins here. By the way, I dealt with a bowling disaster as well recently uh, at the Ref Bowling Tournament over the holidays. I was 0 for 10 on spares and was beaten by our office manager, Lou Ann. So, oh, Lou yeah. Ann. I love Lou Ann. very sweet, though. So I was, I was proud that she beat me because she deserved to beat me. When you go 0 for 10 on spares, you shouldn't win anything. Thank you, Gary. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Good being out here again. Gary Cavins, Cavins Construction. Parker, why don't we do this? Let's take an early timeout, like a minute ahead of where we normally do, and that way we'll come back, we'll hear from Porter Moser, we'll hear from uh, Tanner Groves, and then we'll head right to the text line. Our thanks to uh, the folks out here, Gary, and uh, all the folks out here, always super nice, super professional. We are missing Duke the Wonder Dog today, but I'm sure he'll be back the next time we visit. Stay with us. Thursday edition, Steel Man and Thune, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, The Ref. Here at Cavins Construction, Mike Steely with you on this Thursday edition of Steel Man and Thin Parker's back at the Buffalo Wild Wings studio. Before we get to the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Sooner basketball, probably the season is over with. And again, the loss last night to Oklahoma State, painful. Pain, uh, offensively, it's not like Oklahoma State was uh, impressive offensively last night either. The Sooner shot... 25% from the field. Oklahoma State was at uh, 35. Sooners shot 26% from three. And uh, Oklahoma State, 25% from three. Uh, Tanner Groves led the way. 13 points led the way for the Sooners. Nobody else in double figures. Grant Sherfield had eight. He was two of 14 and one of seven from three-point range. So uh, through two years for Porter now, 34 and 33, 12 and 24 in uh, Big 12 play. Did go to the NIT, lost uh, the opening. Did they lose the opener to St. Bonnie last year? I think, I think it was. They, yeah, I think it was their first game in the NIT. It yeah. might have been their, they might have won one game. See, nobody remembers the NIT yeah, because no, the exactly. NIT stinks. So, uh, again, not good enough. Not good enough. Here's what Porter Moser said last night in the podium after losing uh, another game to the Cowboys. They go 0 for 3 in Bedlam against Mike Boynton and company this year. Porter uh, did admit, you know, no doubt that the Big 12 uh, certainly has taken its toll. Porter, come on. Where are you at? Obviously, the, the, the statements of every night. I mean, it's there's no bottom to the league. Um, here we're at Wednesday night, the play-in game, and you had one team beat the ACC champion by 30, Yet another team beat the SEC champion by 20, and we're in the play-in game. Um, it's 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 something that the physicality, the the talent level, the teams, um, there's just no there's just no bottom. There's no nights off, and uh, it, it's it's unprecedented. I've, and uh, this year. All right, and uh, as I mentioned last night, Tanner Groves led the way with 13 points for the Sooners. Uh, two years in the program after coming in uh, with his brother, obviously, uh, Jacob, uh, from Eastern Washington, where they both had those great games against the Kansas Jayhawks in the NCAA tournament at Eastern Washington. But uh, this is what Tanner said last night about his uh, two-year experience at Oklahoma and what it was all about. My expectations were just to compete and have fun. And uh, 
at an incredible university in the best conference in the nation. And uh, uh, I'll forever be grateful for the experience. Um, Coach has given me an opportunity to get a play here, showcase my talents. And um, regardless of wins and losses, I think it's more about you know the the relationships you form and the people you meet along the way, man. Like uh, I was, we were talking about in the locker room uh, and even on the team bus, like last couple days. Um, you know, regardless of how many wins and losses we've had this year, you know, this has been one of the most fun teams I've been a part of, just because of how together we are off the court, um, always doing stuff together, and you know, so I, I mean. I think that's a big part of it is just, you know, the, the, the relationships you form and the people you meet. That's been huge for me. There you go. That is uh, Tanner Groves talking about his experience at Oklahoma. And, uh, you know, the one thing I think, Parker, you can say about Tanner Groves is that kid, you know, he plays hard, played very hard, gave his heart and soul, uh, you know, to the program but overmatched in, in many of the matchups in this league. But you could tell, you know, after senior day and last night, he was emotional, you know, on the podium. He's a kid who cares. But And you need those kids. But you also need more talent. <laughs> That's very important. And, uh, you know, I think uh, he's, he's a kid, again, who was just overmatched athletically by a lot of the bigs in this league. Yeah, he was – he was tasked with doing more than he was capable of doing. He shouldn't have been a five in the Big 12. He would have been much more or much better suited to be a stretch for a guy that didn't have to be the primary post player when you're going up against the likes of Musa Cisse and Fardoz Imac and those types of guys in the Big 12. Tanner Groves, for what he was asked to do, performed quite admirably for Oklahoma, but the nature of it is that he was in over his head, and Jalen Hill was in much the same boat. They just did not have the physical capability to play the position that he was asked to play, and so Tanner Groves had a fine two years at the University of Oklahoma. I think, obviously, the enduring memory that many will always have of him is the 35 points that he dropped on Kansas in the first round of the NCAA tournament a couple years back when he was at Eastern Washington. But I I hope he's not remembered in a poor light by OU basketball fans because of the success that the Sooners did not have on the court during the first two years of the Moser era and how much flack Groves seemingly took for his inability to hold up physically against the bigs in the Big 12, because that was just never a realistic expectation for the kid. I just got a text. Steely Tanner Groves is an oaf. Oh, boy. Really? Okay. Uh, are there really oafs still out there? Give me the example of an oaf. Was Shrek, like, was Shrek an oaf? No, I wouldn't call Shrek an oaf. What is the definition of an oaf? O A F. Now you want to talk about a uh, want to talk about an obsolete insult. That would be it. <laughs> an oaf? No. I'm like, really? An oaf is a stupid, uncultured, or clumsy person. Now he's not stupid. He's not uncultured. Somewhat clumsy, yes. Ten percent clumsy. Going against more athletic pigs, but he's not an oaf. And the kid played hard. And you know what? I think he was proud of his experience at the University of Oklahoma. And you've got to give it up to him for that. You know, sometimes people are just better than you in life, right? Sometimes they're better than you. 
And guess what? That happened in many basketball games. But the crazy thing about this Oklahoma team, again, that the Alabama game, you know, they beat two ranked teams in two of their last four games. Um, but, man, it, it, it took them hitting on all cylinders, though, you know, to, to win those games. And uh, a lot of times they also went as Grant Sherfield went, right? And he didn't. He didn't go last night. Grant Sherfield was one of those nights, 2 of 14, 1 of 7 from three-point range. And that obviously spelled disaster for OU. And that was really what you worried about with Oklahoma all season is, well, how do you pick up the slack if Grant Sherfield isn't on? Because he was the only true scorer on this roster for Oklahoma. Grant Sherfield was the only guy – that could really take over a game of his own accord. And for him to go two for 14 in the Big 12 tournament, yeah, look, if you told me heading into last night's contest that Grant Sherfield was going to go two for 14 from the field, I just, I'd have told you, yeah, there's absolutely no chance Oklahoma wins that basketball game. And lo and behold, they did not. Yeah, and uh, I'm the idiot who at the end of the show yesterday said, you know, I got a feeling Oklahoma's going to get it done, and they did not get it done. But, man, I tell you the worst thing about that, I was on the couch. Shay had gone to bed. She uh, she wanted to go to bed early. She couldn't take it. And I was trying to watch, and I stayed up, but there were some times where you, like, doze for a minute, and you wake up. It's like, oh, it's, uh, they scored two points in the last two minutes I've been asleep on the couch. You know, I'm talking about both teams. It was tough. It was a tough watch. So, anyway, um, the Cowboys get Texas tonight, 6 o'clock on ESPN2. TCU and Kansas State, 8.30 tonight in the evening session on uh, ESPN2. Do we have an update on Baylor-Iowa State? Let me see if I can find that. Yeah, and I think while while you're working on that Baylor-Iowa State update, I think the tough thing for Porter now, and I'll just say it, the tough thing is going to be retention this offseason because yeah. what he may be looking at is trying to completely rebuild a roster for the third consecutive offseason. And I I think there's a very good chance, Steely, that the only three scholarship guys that return next year are Porter's three freshmen, Otega Owe, Milos Uzan, Luke Northweather. Everybody else might be on their way out. That's not out of the realm of possibility right now. And so yeah. Porter's going to – he's got two incoming freshmen and Caden Cooper and Jacob Cole, but he may need seven, eight guys out of the portal to cobble together a roster for the 23-24 season. By the way, Iowa State with a 10-point lead on Baylor, a little over three minutes left in that game. You know that uh, sometimes that can be Hilton South there in Kansas City. The Iowa State fans are pretty amazing. But uh, they lead Baylor 70-60, to 10-point margin in favor of Iowa State down the stretch in that first game out today in Kansas City. You probably heard the news, obviously, that Bill Self uh, is going to miss the quarterfinal matchup against West Virginia. Will not be on the bench for KU tonight because of an illness per a statement from uh, the school. Norm Roberts will be the interim coach for Kansas when the Jayhawks take the floor in that matchup with West Virginia uh, today at uh, probably be about, I would say, about 2.15 tip time, probably for that one. You know they never start on time. But West Virginia and Kansas at 2 o'clock uh, coming up on ESPN. And then we have the Cowboys and Texas at 6 o'clock on ESPN 2. And then uh, TCU, 
Kansas State in the nightcap at 8.30 on ESPN2. All right, let's break right here. I want to thank the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley for a sponsorship of our second hour. Steelman and Thune here on the Ref Radio Network. I'm here at Cavens Construction. We have Parker back in the Buffalo Wild Wings studio. Let's get to the text line when we get back. 405-651-3439 right here on the Ref Radio Network. Back with you here at Cavens, a great place. Any construction, roofing need you have, free roof inspections, by the way, here at Cavens, or any emergency that you have, Cavens is the place to call. We're talking about mold investigations, water extraction, sewage extraction, structural drying, mold removal, emergency structural issues such as a car hitting a building, tornadoes. They've been helping over in the east side of Norman, getting stuff cleaned up over there. They'll do great work for you in Norman and Oklahoma City, 405-573-3048. That's 405-573-3048. And in Tulsa Stillwater, 918-282-7612. That's 918-282-7612. Riverwind Casino, Beats and Bites is coming back for 2023. What is Beats and Bites? Well, if, you, if you've been around the area, you probably know. If you're new, you, you need to know. Because Beats and Bites is the amazing outdoor concert series, which really begins in late spring and runs through the summer outdoors at Riverwind, presented also by their partners at Coop Ale Works. All those great craft beers will be out there at Beats and Bites 2023. And uh, we'll start the series this year, May 27th, 38 special Blue Oyster Cult on the Beats and Bites stage. Hold on loosely, caught up in you, burning for you with Blue Oyster Cult and Don't Fear the Reaper, Godzilla. Used to love that song as well. Those two bands will start out the festivities May 27th. On June 10th, it's the Gin Blossoms Tonic and Soul Asylum. July 8th, Mark Chestnut, Shenandoah, and Tracy Bird. And on August 26th, it'll be Gary Allen. Now, they also have a great concert promotion happening right now in this month of March. Win your share of $20,000. It's the 20K countdown to concerts promotion happening right now. So get out to Riverwind, play with your wild card for every one entry uh, and every five points in your wild card. That's what you're going to get. Then be out there at the casino Saturday, March 18th, between 7 and 11.30. They'll award $20,000 in cash and bonus play through preliminary drawings. At approximately midnight, they'll have one grand prize winner selected to win a pair of Taylor Swift concert tickets for her show at Arlington Stadium, AT&T, Jerry World, Arlington Stadium, on April 1st. And you'll also get $1,000 cash for your trip to go see that show. That's a great deal from our friends at Riverwind Casino. Beats and Bites tickets are available now at Riverwind.com. They're only 5 bucks a piece. That's another reason why Riverwind is simply the best. You know who's the best, Parker? The OU women's softball team. There is no question I mean, about that. They are unbelievable. They, they slipped up, you know, obviously there in Waco against Baylor. But, again, since losing that game to Baylor and – Remember, at the time, Patty Gasso actually thought that would be a good thing for her team, and Patty knows best. I mean, it sounds like an old TV series, but it's true. Patty knows best. 
And Oklahoma has outscored the opposition 89 to 5 since then. 89 to 5, including some ranked teams. Uh, the pitching has been great. With uh, obviously Nicole May's been really good. Alex Storacco, the uh, transfer from Michigan, already has a no hitter through that no no against Kentucky. Jordy Ball is back. You've got uh, Chris, Kirsten Deal, of course, one of the top recruits in the country as well. Let's hear from pitching coach Jen Rocha on the expectations versus results from this pitching staff so far. Yeah, you know, I I felt like we had a good chance to really just perform the way we've been performing, but, you know, it's always unknown in my heart. I wanted it to feel like it does right now, but facing our own hitters, um, the reality of it was kind of difficult. <laughs> you know, we, we had some good challenges, some good inter-squad games, and, you know, really up until the week leading up to opening week of our, you know, I think we get exploited. Um, as pitchers when you start facing the same hitters over and over again, which is a good thing. It creates a lot of room for development. But I'm really happy um, right now thus far with the way our staff as a whole has been performing. And um, I mean, I'm excited. I think we have a lot of challenges still ahead of us. But um, I feel good right now. There you go. Jen Roach, you're talking about the uh, pitching staff, and they have been great. It's also uh, been nice to see Kenzie Hansen back and healthy and, uh, you know, swinging the bat well. Had a couple homers in a game the other day. She's been fantastic. And uh, Jocelyn Erickson, the freshman, has been remarkable as well. Sooner women will play in the Bulldog Invitational uh, Friday, tomorrow, beginning at 1230 against Southeast Louisiana. And then they'll play Mississippi State tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. Saturday, they'll play Mississippi State, the 3 p.m. game. And then Sunday against Omaha at 10.30 a.m. Starkville, Mississippi, a pretty bad place. I, I can still remember back when Gary Ward took one of his baseball teams at Oklahoma State to Starkville to play in a regional. And they had an African-American center fielder, the Cowboys did. I think his name was, I'm almost positive it was Anthony Blackman. And the hillbillies there in the outfield got on him so much and were so racist that they, like, drove him back like he left the field. It was that bad. So that's lovely Starkville, Mississippi for you. Uh, Hopefully we progressed a little bit since then. But it it was a horrible, horrible, horrible deal. All right, 405-651-3439 in the Air Comfort Solutions text line. 405-651-3439. Anything popping there? We haven't gone to it in a bit. Parker Thune, how we doing? Uh, Big Rick in Owasso asks, what's up with the player from this morning? Is he okay? And for those just tuning in or that missed the update at the top of the show, haven't seen the buzz on social media, yeah, there was an OU football player that collapsed this morning during workouts. Uh, was taken to the hospital for further evaluation from everything I know, from everything we have heard about this player. Uh, His vitals are stable. He is fully responsive. There is no long-term concern there. It was just a very scary episode for all involved. And obviously, of course, uh, we can only hope that the player is 100% okay. Again, as I mentioned, Nothing to be ostensibly concerned about right now, but a situation that, uh, you know, you might not be entirely out of the woods yet just based on the nature of how things like that unfold. So as we get further updates, we'll relay them. 
But for now, it appears as though all is good with that player that suffered the medical situation. And I'm sure if you guys have been on social media, you know who that player is. Uh, we haven't talked about it because there's no, you know, it's just it seems a little early, and then people start freaking out, and certain relatives may not know or family members. And, again, everything looks good right now. But if you want to go on social media and the people who wanted to jump on it, and some people would say, well, they're just reporting the news. Okay, well, I, I always approach, and I think Plank was the same way, and Parker, obviously you are, You've got to be very careful in these situations. And uh, I, I think there's more than just, i got to get this out first involved in a situation like this, you know, in my opinion. It's a lot, okay. more, it's a lot more nuanced and a lot deeper than just getting the player's name out. Like, in a situation like this, that's not something I'm comfortable doing. Somebody else can do it. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'm not tr- yeah and I'm not trying to dog uh, – uh, you know, Carrie, I think, was the one who did. And, uh, I, you know, I, I like Carrie. Carrie's, Carrie's fine. You know, he and I have been friends for a while. So that's fine. But I just I haven't felt super comfortable about that. But you guys, look, if you're on social media as much as you are now, you know who we're talking about. And it's easy to find. On the text line, another listener says, Yep, Steely, there aren't any dentists in Starkville. Well, I just remembered that... Um, you know, and this is when I was, golly, I think that would have happened back in the, uh, like, the 84, 85 region. And I just remember hearing the stories of what that kid had to endure, and it was ridiculous. I mean, it, it was just um, totally ridiculous. That um, literally, if I'm not mistaken, it's like he either wouldn't come out of the dugout, didn't want to go back out, or they – where he, you know, was in tears, it was so bad, but they had a bunch of hillbillies out in the outfield. You can only imagine the hillbillies in Starkville, Mississippi, in 1983, 84, whatever year it was. Uh, but it was it was bad news. Okay, 405-651-3439. Uh, Parker, do you want to tell us again about the recruiting news from last night before we go to break? The Sooners, with a good shot, you know, and DeMarco Murray is going to, like, you know, he's going to have, like, his pick of who he wants, it almost looks like right now. And uh, tell us about this kid who decommitted from Georgia, number 15 ranked running back in America, who just visited Oklahoma. Tell us about the situation. Yeah, certainly, Steely. So uh, two big pieces of recruiting news last night, and we're going to discuss it all in great detail at the top of the hour when it's time to get locked in with myself and Tyler McComas, one hour of all things OU recruiting starting at 2 p.m. But uh, two big pieces of recruiting news last night, one being that we have a date for Michael Hawkins' commitment. It's going to be April 8th that the OU quarterback target locks in with either Oklahoma or TCU. Those are the two schools vying for his commitment. I still feel really good about where Oklahoma stands, and I don't anticipate that there be any reason that would change between now and and the decision date. And then the other big piece of news, the one you teased there, Steely, is that Tavani Mizell, four-star running back and former Georgia commit, decommitted from the Bulldogs last night after an unofficial visit this past weekend to Oklahoma. OU is very widely considered the leader in the clubhouse there. Now the only question becomes, will DeMarco Murray take Mizell, or will he continue to wait it out with some of his other targets at the running back position? So, uh, no easy answer as to what the 
group looks like for DeMarco Murray when you're talking about the 2024 signees, but one way or another, DeMarco's on his way to signing a fantastic class of backs. Yeah, and uh, you're saying again that uh, the number one ranked back in America uh, kind of wants to play for DeMarco Murray, not kind of wants to, and DeMarco Murray hasn't made up his mind yet if he wants wants to do that, correct? Correct. And DeMarco Murray, when you look at the top 15, 20 running backs in the country, probably half of them are guys that if DeMarco Murray said, hey, I'll take your commitment right now if you want to come play at the University of Oklahoma, at least half those guys would probably commit to OU. That's how much these guys want to come play for DeMarco at the University of Oklahoma. So he truly does have his pick of the litter in this class to an extent. It's going to be interesting to see how it pans out, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, it's it's looking pretty good for highly touted uh, defensive line prospects for Oklahoma right now as well. Certainly uh, maybe Todd Bates, again, will have a lot better luck closing the deal this year than he did a year ago. But DeMarco Murray, man, he's on a roll. There's no question. All right, break time right here. We are going to get locked in. April 8th, again, is the day for Michael Hawkins. Is that Masters Week? Uh, That is Easter weekend, Steele. Oh, it's Easter weekend. All right. Okay. Sounds good. All right. We've got one more segment. Keep it right here on the ref. We'll get to more texts when we get back here on the Home of Sooner Fans. There's some Blue Oyster Cult. More cowbell right here. There it is. You can see uh, them in the uh, Beats and Bites show when they'll be out at Riverwind uh, sharing the stage with 38 Special uh, May 27th. First show out, Beats and Bites 2023 out at Riverwind Casino. Here at Cabins, we had Gary on earlier. Any emergency you have, even if, uh, you know, uh, you think it's uh, beyond repair, uh, give the folks here at Cabins a call. They do great work, great reputation. Big time in the community. Everybody loves uh, Cavens Construction and the work they do and how they give back. And uh, give them a call here in the uh, Norman, Oklahoma City area, 405-573-3048. In Tulsa, it is 918-282-7612. Thunder lose last night without SGA. Uh, You know, management situation there. Wasn't going to play with the injuries had back-to-back like that. Uh, no J-Dub last night, and they get hammered by Phoenix, 132-101. to 101. Next up at New Orleans Saturday, and then at San Antonio on Sunday. Kevin Durant, it looks like it's a grade two sprained ankle. You've seen the video, I'm sure, of Kevin Durant going down in that, uh, basically it was a private, uh, like a um, pregame session he was going through. And boom, he went down. It looks like he could be out four weeks. So I like that Phoenix lineup, man. The chemistry looks good so far, but uh, we'll see. And uh, Luka Doncic again with an injury for Dallas. So uh, it's it's so much up in the air right now as the health of these guys heading into the postseason. But again, the Thunder will be back in action uh, Saturday at New Orleans. Parker, do you want to? Uh, Get to a couple more texts before we get out of here and get ready to get locked in. Here's a good one from Brian in Tulsa. DeMarco saw B-Hall get that Big 12 Recruiter of the Year award and said, hold my beer. There <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Brandon Hall had a good uh, – it was a great haul for Brandon Hall. 
last year, right? In the last, uh, in the last uh, recruiting cycle, no doubt about it. Santa John says, and we've already answered this already, but we'll revisit it. Would you prefer the men's basketball team season end right now or get a postseason bid? Man, I'm done with OU basketball. As I don't want to watch been, any more of this atrocity. Yes, uh, as we've been singing today uh, since the first segment, baby, please don't go. Please don't go to the NIT. Don't do it. Don't go to the NIT. I, And I think most Sooner fans feel that way. I mean, they're just kind of like, all right, just, you know what, let's wait till next season. Big year, though, coming up next year for uh, Porter. There's no doubt. I mean, there's – and sometimes you can be a good coach in a bad situation. And right now, with the, uh, the Big 12 as competitive as it is, man, and if you're – not athletic and uh, don't have a lot of guys who can create their own shot. And I do think the uh, the freshman kids look good, both of them. Um, and they've got some good freshmen coming in. There is no doubt. But, man, need to make some progress next year for sure. Colin KC says, any big men were recruiting for basketball? Well, right now, as far as the traditional recruiting trail goes, no, it doesn't seem like there are any guys that OU is in heavily on and – I think the reality is that you're probably going to have to look for experienced big men in the transfer portal, and really that has to be priority 1A for Porter Moser. I think you got to look you got to look for a big, and you got to look for a shooter, an outside shooter, because you really missed Yamoja Gibson this year. I think his loss goes understated as far as the OU basketball program is concerned, and odds are Grant Sherfield isn't coming back, so... You need somebody that can push folks around down in the paint, and you also need somebody that can light it up from beyond the arc. And you would think uh, there are going to be other transfers. Uh, nobody thinks, well, maybe not nobody, but very few people think that C.J. Nolan's coming back. Yeah. That's... Um, so, you know, Porter is going to be in a situation where he's going to have to rebuild a lot of the roster again, man. So, uh, you know, we'll see. And one more one more season uh, in uh, – in the Big 12. And all you're adding is uh, a Houston program that right now, again, Kelvin and the Cougars are the number one team in the country. He's done a phenomenal job. All right, so we had a victory by Iowa State over Baylor, 78-72, to in the first game out of the Big 12 tournament today. Getting ready, tip I think will probably be happening in about uh, 20 minutes or so between West Virginia and Kansas, Bill Self, medical situation, not coaching today. Uh, Norm Roberts will be on the bench uh, today for the Jayhawks as they play West Virginia today at 2 o'clock. Cowboys in Texas tonight at 6 p.m. That's an ESPN2 telecast. And then TCU and K-State, 8.30 on ESPN2. I love when we apply the medical situation label to things because it's so beautifully broad. It could be anything. from somebody, yeah. somebody reported Bill Self had a heart attack, which it doesn't sound like is actually the case. But it could a medical situation could range from a heart attack to <laughs> Lamar Jackson has diarrhea. Yeah, yeah, you never know. And, again, that's where in this day and age everybody wants to be first. And, look, in, in the old school days of journalism, everybody wanted to be first. But when you're talking about stuff like this, real life stuff like this, get it right first before anything else and uh but again we'll see how ku does tonight as uh they play or this afternoon as they play bob huggins bob huggins is the winningest active coach in college basketball now that jim Beheim is out 
at Syracuse. Huggy Bear, still going strong. All right, thanks to Gary and the crew here at Cabins Construction. They're awesome. Hopefully we'll have Duke back next time we're out here. Thanks to our friends at Riverwind and the Seth Wadley Auto Group. Let's get locked in with Parker and Tyler McComas. Coming up next here on The Ref.